The Disclosure Hiccup, The SpaceX Launch, Nuclear War, Artificial Intelligence. You would think that a discussion that included all of these serious subjects would be, well, heavy and even sobering. But when I sat down with Fade to Black's own Jimmy Church on location in Los Angeles, we still managed to insert a good dose of fun into an otherwise critical conversation. Listen now to Jimmy's own lucid thoughts on these subjects and more as we go down the proverbial rabbit hole of reality. All right, look, okay. if, if you don't know who we're talking to by now, you, I, I just don't know. You, you got to know who the man is. The, the, I call him the fade to black man. He's not the black man, but he's the fade to black man. Jimmy, it is so good to see you. Great Woo! to see you. Great to see you. Seriously, we're here. We made it. We're here. We made it. Outside of that door is uh, 15,000 people. That's right. That's pretty and nice. Growing every yeah, year. It's growing. I pretty, have a feeling this is going to be, we are at the Conscious Life Expo, of course, the 16th annual 16th annual Conscious Life Expo. How many years have you been doing this? Uh, this will be our fifth year. Fifth year. Okay. Fifth year. Fifth year. Fourth year that I've hosted uh, the Ancient Aliens panel. Yeah, and we tonight. always, uh, in the years gone past, we've always broadcasted Fade to Black on Friday night in the, in the main ballroom downstairs. And it was great. Um, but... And then we would do the Ancient Aliens panel at 8.30 in the morning mm -hmm. on Saturday. Wow. So I broadcast until 10 o'clock, have a nice after party. Right. And then four hours later, get up for the 8.30 in the morning, you know, panel uh, to, and do that for two or three hours. And this year we de just decided, no, you know what, let's let's take the Ancient Aliens panel. We'll, uh, we'll do that and make that the keynote thing on right. Friday night. Uh, so everybody that wants to see the ancient aliens, because uh, getting up early in the morning uh, is great, but it's great if you want to do breakfast. Mm -hmm. But if you if you're an attendee at a conference like this and you're and you're going into an important panel like that at eight thirty, you know, it's it's exhausting. Yeah, you know. So we moved it over to Friday night, so I'll be doing that. Uh, in uh, just a few hours. That's right, you will. So. The frenetic pace. Well, I wouldn't expect anything less from you. When you, he's walking in with his Red Bull and his... <laughs> we're, this is the, the promo episode. This is the, in person, the fade to black blend. This is River Moon Coffee. We're going we're gonna to plug this a little bit more towards the end sure, of the show. Sure, so. sure, sure. Is this the type of stuff that will keep you going for that, a while? Uh, for you, uh, after the uh, flight that you just took, know, right? this is exactly... It, what both of you need. Yeah. So we'll make sure we, we grab one or two. Absolutely. So listen, oh my gosh, the timing could not be more impeccable. So much to talk about. And Jimmy and I, I have to tell you, whenever we get on the phone, it's supposed to be like a two-minute call, and it ends up being maybe not two hours, but pretty damn close because there's just I so think, much. I think we've done a two-hour one. Yeah. Well, we did the, we did the show. I had so much fun on your show. It was great. You, you made it great. easy. Yeah. I, you know, uh, having you on, I, I, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but what was really great um, because we do interviews a lot, mm -hmm. but what we don't, who we don't interview, is one of us, right? A, a host. And so um, it allowed me to um, kind of kick back and enjoy the moment, knowing that um, uh, we could uh, react off of each other as two hosts. Mm -hmm. And it was not quite like taking the night off, 
but it was like taking the night off well, because good. you know and and I knew it was going to be like that and it was a great show and mm-hmm. and it was just amazing. Well, you do a lot of them. You do a lot of them. Let's get into some stuff because you you heard this man is going to have the frenetic the frenetic schedule. So I want to get into some of the things that are going on. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up first and foremost, Jimmy, the New York Times article. Now it's been December 6th, it's been close to a month and a half since the the story broke, and I think you all know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But there have been so many subsequent, um, you know, rumblings, things that have come out, things that everyone's still trying to sleuth what this is all about. I have been completely fascinated with the timing of this, whatever it may denote in our uh, history of disclosure. Mm -hmm. What have you, can you give us a scoop on what you have learned since uh, this story broke and... uh, Anything new that we should know? Uh, uh, do uh, um, okay. Do I know where you're going? Okay. So, uh, are you referring to some of the things that some I've been talking about you, in the last two days? Uh, I don't know. You tell. Oh, me. okay. <sighs> I like Tom DeLonge. Mm. Okay. Now, even just starting off a statement like that says, okay, holy crap, where are you going with this? I have said, I've had him on the show, I've, I've talked to him a lot, I've read statements for him, coast to coast, fade to black, right? Okay. And December 16th happened, it was great. But before that, October 11th was his press conference that he did the live video feed. Um, December 16th, two months later, was the New York Times. It has now come to light. Now, there's no question that my excitement with disclosure, yours, everybody's woo, you know, it's in the mass media and this thing is happening right now, great. The community finally was able to get these emotions out and, and oh, disclosure. Oh, okay, now what's next? This is great. Okay, all right? Yeah. As it turns out, it may not be what we think it seems. Right, right, right. And what happened was this. And now, I didn't, there was a lot of really good researchers out there that have been working on this for a few months. Um, uh, but without stirring the pot, and I just want answers, and I'm not here to cause trouble, and I don't want uh, bad things to happen to, to the Stars Academy or, or Tom DeLong or anything. I want those efforts to continue. Mm-hmm. But the color photograph of the Tic Tac UFO mm-hmm. was not a Tic Tac color photograph of a UFO. It was a helium party balloon. Okay? Really? And this is a fact. This is nothing. I, I didn't do this. The photographs that they said alluded, they misled, you know, they suggested that. Uh, this was taken off the coast of San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, and tell me the, the year again. This, this uh, 2004. 2004. Okay. Uh, as it turns out, this photograph that they showed of the helium balloon wasn't from San Diego and the Nimitz. It was shot in Manchester, England in 2005. And it's been on the balloon and it's been on the internet since 2005. I have been since contacted by the original guy that photographed it. His name's Stephen Mara. Um, uh, now, okay, that doesn't mean that the two videos are not authentic. Uh-huh. So, I, I don't know. You know, I don't possess the videos. I, right. um, I'm a radio host. I'm only reporting the story. Right. But 
In the interest of transparency for our community, they need to understand that the color photograph that I got my hopes up on and that they got their hopes up on was not a UFO, <laughs> was not alien technology, it was a helium-filled mylar party balloon. And so, now, this story broke. It broke officially about uh, a month ago. Yes. Tom DeLong's response was on January 23rd, two weeks ago. Uh, it was a boilerplate response that um, I'm not accepting. Uh, it didn't uh, say anything specifics, but uh, specific about the event. Nonetheless, um, the community now, as this story is, is now out, um, is heartbroken. And I, I feel for the community. And what, what I think is most important here is I have to understand and know and recognize my own responsibility to a vast audience. Mm -hmm. The audience is vast. Mm -hmm. And they listen to me. And so I have to be very cautious on, on things where it, I may appear to be backing or propping up or supporting mm -hmm. You can't do that. I have to Absolutely. leave that up to the audience. That's a cardinal rule of journalism as in, well. Of but course, in so. the case of DeLong and what happened on December 16th, I went all in. Yeah. Like we all did. And I'm pissed. You know? And well, I don't think you should. I don't think no, you should. No, I am. Be I, no, it. no, no. And I'll yeah, tell you why. I, I tell you why. Um, the I had the same emotional investment that we all did. It's my career. I want to know what's the bottom line of this. Mm -hmm. UFO thing. You and I have talked about that. Before. Right, right. And so the the audience that um, is dependent on a few sources of information, they, they listen to different things and watch different things for their information, mm -hmm. and disclosure happens, and I'm excited, and woo, you know, woo team, and as it turns out, we've been misled. Um, that means I have misled the audience, and now we now we all have to uh, a, uh, the community. I shouldn't say the audience, the community in general. And and now, what do we do? Where do we go? It's just like once again, we got our hopes up, and mm. you know, think about the Roswell slides, you know, and and what that did, and the fake mummy, and uh, the little thing, and or you know, these different events um, that have happened in ufology where. Looked good for a second, mm -hmm. everybody got excited, and then boom. Mm -hmm. And in this case, what, what is upsetting to everybody, the reason why uh, the emotions were so high and excited about disclosure is because DeLong had brought forward um, Elizondo from the Department of Defense. He brought in Chris Mellon from the CIA. He's got Stephen Justice from Skunk Works. He's got Hal Puttoff. Hal Puttoff. He's got yeah. He's got physicists. He's got biologists. He's got all this this brain power. Yeah. And so that must mean that everything's vetted. They've got they got the top secret stuff. This is it. Whoa. That's why we got excited. And it turns out that that brain power, all of that brain power couldn't figure out if this photograph was a mylar frigging balloon and that is wrong it's wrong it's wrong and so i don't know i don't know how so, we're going to get so through. i need to ask you do you think that everything is basically predicated on this one photo i mean you and i have talked offline for for hours on on this and other things of course but 
my whole, the thing that I have been holding onto, we're going to go into some other very anomalous events. The common thread that really has piqued my interest to me right now is the timing of all of these things, whether they are coerced, you know, staged. There is something that someone or something wants to prepare us for. Seems and so in hearing yes. this, where it may be disappointing uh, at some level because it means that there's a bit of deception, no surprise to, to your very smart audience and mine as well, but, uh, but there's still something that I think can be procured from all that's happening here. And that's, you know, this is really where my focus is. What does this all mean? You know, we're not, we're not going to stay on the New York Times. I call it the New York Times. This story, too long. Now we, there's an, another texture and layer to it, of course, that I honestly wasn't aware of. I want to get into the timing of the, the latest SpaceX launch and the, the ones that were previous to it, the timing of that. I want to talk about these, quote, false uh, alarms mm -hmm. in terms of uh, a, a potential nuclear attack from North Korea mm -hmm. and the timing of mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I want to put all of this together. This is a puzzle, a puzzle, a dot connecting exercise. Everything happened in like four weeks. Everything. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty insane. So, you know, in my whole, I guess, larger philosophy of, about the continuum of consciousness and not these disparate events happening coincidentally, what the heck is going on, do you think? Um, let's, That's a lot of stuff. I know, right? About, and right? so let's stop and, and ask ourselves a basic question here. Has there ever been a fake, fake civil defense drill in the United States? Mm. The answer is no. I don't remember one. No? I, do you remember a, an atomic attack coming at the United States? Oh, I, okay. Civil defense. The civil defense. That's what triggered in, in Hawaii. Well, okay. So this but, is getting good. But what I mean is this. Okay, so <laughs> what, has it ever happened before? No. Okay, so it was bound to happen once. But then it happened twice in a week. Right. The fake tsunami warning trigger. In my neck of the woods, it's right. Right, right. I couldn't believe So what, you have to ask yourself, what What's is going, going on? on? The emotional um, distress. We all are paranoid about. We all are. If you have a family, you have kids and things and... Um, and what would I do if we had to get out of town? You know, what would, what if the bombs were coming our way? What, what would I, you know, and you kind of, you have to mentally think about that. Of course. A couple of, okay, so now let's take it to the next level. You're in Hawaii and they go, you got 20 minutes to say goodbye to everybody that you love. And it's, this is not a drill, right? Wait a minute. I don't have my bleeping stuff together here. I didn't say I love my daughter this morning before she went to school. She's an hour away. I got 20 minutes. These mental, what, what did they go through? Right. And that's where I call BS on this. There, there's um, the, the, were there real missiles? It appears that there might have been, well, right? We can get into that, yeah. Right. Yeah. It appears that there might have been. Or it wasn't. Or it was, or this guy isn't accepting responsibility. He says it's. He believed it was a real drill, so it wasn't a real drill. Before that, the story was, oh, it took two people to hit the buttons, and he got away with one. It was a shift change, just an accident, and it turned out to be a very complex story that I still don't. I don't believe anything that they've told us, but they've weaved something really crazy. I don't care about any of that. 
I care about the 500,000 families that lost their minds. Lost their mind for sure. That is right. not cool. I just call BS on it. They need to, I, you know what? They need to sue every, uh, they just need to, hey, you yeah. know what I mean? I, I, they need, there needs to be some, some responsibility taken here for the emotional distress that they yeah. took on people that thought that them and their families had, you know, 15, 20 minutes uh, to die, before they died. Right. That's crazy. And we don't even know what the response was in Japan. This happened, I think Japan happened subsequent to mm -hmm. Hawaii. All right. All right. Let's talk about this. I, this, our friend Mary Rodwell just sent this to me, I think the day after I, uh, I spoke to you, or no, the day after I was preparing some questions to ask you, inclusive of which was this Hawaii, quote, false alarm. And that is, I had been completely uh, not familiar with this, this idea that perhaps this was not a false alarm, that there were actually missiles, and that there was some intervention by some form of non-human intelligence. Mm -hmm. We're going to put up some <clears throat> pictures, and I'm going to show you what we're talking about. Y'all are pretty with it, so maybe you've seen this already. But this brings on a whole other dimension to what may have happened here, mm -hmm. and the fact that the uh, um, the uh, intelligence agencies, etc., had to form a narrative to take attention off the fact that they may have been shut down by UFOs. Right, right. All right. The uh, the images, so. and I'm, uh, if they're up now, I saw a, a huge set of these, um, and I read the article that that Mary sent you. Um, there was a specific set of, and I don't know if it was a ferry or if it was a party boat, but it was a civilian, you know, large boat with a lot of people on it, mm -hmm. on this upper deck, taking pictures of these light flashes that were going on in the sky. Right. And what looked like, um, uh, to me, it looked like a couple of uh, plasma energy sources that were... One was very three-dimensional. Yeah, yeah, that very, was, yeah. To totally, totally. Um, and then you see this uh, flash in the sky that looks like a missile exploded, or something exploded. But it was at the same time when this... Uh, alarm time. was going off. And so when I read the article and, and I was looking at the pictures, um, and, uh, there was enough stuff that was coming in um, from around uh, our community, some of it directly to me, that from different sources, this is from different parts of the island and stuff, that were all saying the same thing, that um, they saw flashes in the sky and, and you know, they, they saw... The this was captured on CNN, is my yeah, understanding. Yeah, yeah, it was, and see... This they weren't is, talking about that, but it happened, those lights happened to be visible on the screen. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And so um, we have to just stop and, and I don't... Uh, I don't question this fact, and it's a it's a it's a cool fact. There hasn't been offensive use of nuclear weapons since Japan. I know it sounds elemental, you know, it sounds kind of basic. We we all know that. Mm. But why? Why haven't they been used? I guarantee you that there have been attempts to use atomic weapons oh, sure. all over the place, unsuccessful. Right, yeah. unsuccessful. The things that happened at Malmstrom; these are these are you know very famous uh, cases. But we've had missiles and things that have been detected coming over uh, the Arctic that somehow never happened, and suddenly things go back online and offline. And you know the opportunities. Um, I think 
uh, have happened. I, I do think that they have tried. It's never happened. You know, nothing. We, we, um, we wanted to use them in, in Vietnam. I mean, that was, that was like part of our game plan. Mm -hmm. Never happened. Maybe it's probably not because we changed our mind. But we couldn't, right? Right. Well, this is we the couldn't. How do we know? How do we know if somebody didn't press the button and nothing fired because of intervention? And because of intervention, and therefore, and, I don't think it's, and therefore, perhaps it did happen. I don't think it's a coincidence. Times. Yes. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we got something going on. Can I do this on, on camera? Can I do you this? You can on? do the Red Bull on camera. You really should be doing this, though. Actually, you should be doing. I this. should. <laughs> He's this gonna be insane. flying through the lobby in a few minutes. No, this is a this was, that's an epiphany in a bottle. Oh, right there. I love it! I love it. So yeah, there's there's lots to parse here. Uh, what's next? God knows. We're here for a few days. Who knows what's gonna happen while we're here? I, you but, know, I've said so and many it's times. Exciting. It I is exciting, and yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I have uh, if, if I had a nickel for every time I've said this, I'm not really nervous hmm. about nuclear war. Hmm. It ain't gonna happen. It's just not. It's not people, going to happen. A lot of people feel that way. I just, sure. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. think, I think we're being watched over. Um, that if ET is just as in love with this planet as we are, hmm. what's not to love? Hmm. The flora and fauna the, the, are the, outstanding. You know, you're driving by in your spaceship and you're looking. <laughs> big, beautiful, glowing blue marble ball with clouds and life and, and maybe cruise by the dark side and see all the Christmas tree lights all over this beautiful planet. They don't want it to turn into I cosmic nuclear dust. The big question is, are they doing this for us or for the planet? And you know, that can be debated for, or for them. Or for them. Or for them. <laughs> or for them. I don't think we need to worry about that. I do think it's an exciting time. I don't think, what good does it do to be nervous about anything? But I do feel, as I think a lot of people do, that feel themselves to be somewhat empathic is that this is the year for the unexpected. This is the year to get our arms around things that we've never been able to fathom before. And I don't know, I, I don't know if I had said this to you or to somebody else recently, that all the things that we, we think are in control of homo sapiens sapiens, those are the, the, the elites that are planning all these things with, with you know, meticulous uh, you know, strategy. Unbeknownst to them, there may be something else driving this, even though they think they're in the driver's seat. Um, to what end, we don't know. Um, but, yeah. Well, you know, we're getting so close to those answers. And no matter what, when we look at, no matter what, what falls first, it doesn't matter. No matter what falls, whether it's the life after death domino or it's mm. quantum theory or multi-worlds, parallel worlds, some crazy Mandela effect thing gets yeah. proven. Uh, ETs, uh, uh, any uh, folding of space, time travel, any one of these things, once it topples, because they're all connected, it all opens up. It's a question of what happens first. So, I think, this is what I think, I'm, I, I'm, I'm pushing my chips in on Silicon Valley. I'm going with quantum computing and the billionaire investors up there that are investing into this technology mm -hmm. because quantum computing, which they're doing now, yes. quantum computing and quantum mechanics and quantum theory, for it to work, you have the multi-worlds, parallel worlds, 
that has to work for this to work. And now they've got this to work. And now you have all of these billionaires up in Silicon Valley over the last two years that now are saying strongly, these are rich, bright guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in a, we live in a holographic. holographic. Yeah, this is not, this is ones and zeros, man. Right. And right. so, why would they think that? Why why would these bright, brilliant guys that think in a very pragmatic way? They write code. They have machines, right? They don't live in this supernatural world that we live mm-hmm. in. But they do now. They do now. Because now they realize that there are parallel worlds that these quantum computers are using to operate. And the only way this can work is if there's parallel worlds. So if there's parallel worlds, which one are we in? Ah, right? Yeah. So I'm betting on that first. And and so if this if this works, that means Mandela effect. That means time travel is right out over here. Quantum theory and quantum mechanics now tie together space travel faster than the speed of light, folding space, teleportation, the whole thing just poof. Um, All bets are off. And then then we have the answers on how E.T. Uh, has been visiting here. And we're doing this now. Well, one of them. One of them. Well, yeah. And I, is... Well, let me, let me, um, let me explain. Let me, let me, let me go here for a second. Please. If... <clears throat> We are, right now, us, you, all of us, are the hillbillies of the universe. <laughs> I think that would be okay? a good analogy. Right? Yeah. And us, you know, us, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Um, if we are able to, as hillbillies, tackle this quantum thing, imagine what they are doing with this quantum thing, just to a thousand years ahead of us more yeah. advanced okay not a million let's just go with nothing because if we figure that out now mm-hmm. as hillbillies <laughs> right? Right. And, I, and I mean that in the kindest of ways but I want everybody to understand us compared to the rest of the universe they are looking at us as uh, as not that advanced but if we have figured this quantum thing out in this in this uh, in our stage of development then they have already figured that out, and that's what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's my take. That's why my my chips are kind of on Silicon Valley to start uh, breaking these doors yeah. down. And we're no, right I, there. We're right there. I think, it, well, you know, you, you help me segue so beautifully all the time. It's my Jenny. job. It's your job. It's you do job. it well. And so that brings me to the other just little issue that we've got. Uh, some people feel are a blessing, and some people feel are a, a curse waiting to happen, and that's AI. And the influence based on some of the discoveries of uh, the quantum computing, <clears throat> has implemented an AI process. Some people call it the takeover thesis, the mm-hmm. AI mm-hmm. takeover, and there is a thesis associated mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I had this discussion with Richard Dolan, that's mm-hmm. what we were discussing, mm-hmm. the whole, you know, edifice of, of, of AI and, and is it a good thing or not. <sighs> what do we got going on here, in your estimation? If, okay, I would do the same thing. Well, let me give you the easy way around this. You could do it too. First, the easy step. You get a billion dollars. No problem. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) But if you did have that billion dollars, the one thing that all 
uh, mythology with rich people and kings and barons and families, they don't want to die. They want to live forever. Mm-hmm. So the alchemists, they're hiring out, you know, the philosopher's stone. We've got to figure that's out right. some crazy thing. So immortality and live forever. And, and that's always been a goal. And I get that. So if you had a billion dollars today and you had the ability with some bright minds around you to create an artificial intelligence that you could take your id, mm-hmm. you, all-encompassing, the soul, the id, the, the thing, right? The DNA. Not only your memories, because that's easy. The package. Right, everything. You, right? Mm-hmm. And get that into an AI operating system. Now, it doesn't matter what your meat suit is, right? Mm-hmm. So... Wouldn't that be what you would be pursuing? Of course. For them. For them. But what about the rest of us? Well, okay, so that's where it gets interesting. Yes, yes. So that's where it gets interesting because the you don't you wouldn't have to necessarily have a robotic form. That would be cool, right? You look like this, or you you look like a robot. You know, you're mechanical, Robbie the robot, but your brain is there, right? Your your mind. So you could technically at that point be immortal, mm-hmm. but you don't even need this. That's right. You could live on a chip. On a chip. With the artificial reality, mm-hmm. with the rest of the world. You know, who gets, who gets the, who gets the golden ticket? You know, who gets to, you know, d- do homeless children in India? Do they get the golden ticket and get to live in an AI world and be immortal? You know, uh, I, you know, so who gets to do that? But is is that now? Okay, so this is the thing. You're and this up, is my he's concern. He's opening up a can of worms, I'll tell you. And here's here's <laughs> here's the concern. There's like three that that are big concerns. Uh, first is, if you're not going to die, then where do laws come into play? You can't. You don't have. You don't need to have morals. What keeps us in check right now is the threat of the electric chair, <laughs> from keeping. You, you know what I mean? From killing. From anarchy. Yeah. Or or going. The infrastructure to, that pain, we know is obliterated. Right. Absolutely. Right. So that the yeah. moral clause. You know. So you're running around in little AI land on a chip mm-hmm. and and without repercussions. Why? You can't kill me, right? So there's that. So we have the the morality police and the the AI police and how that would be taken care of. Um, but the other part about it, which which I find uh, equally as disturbing, is once you get rid of um, this, your body is still here. So you you know you're going to offload a copy. You know you're not going to take. You know, a destructive download, right? Where you're erasing what's behind, and you're you're going to be here without a brain, you, mm-hmm. this body, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going no. So, are you going to kill yourself, right? Suicide to put yourself in this AI form, mm-hmm. or are there going to be two of you? You really put some thought into this. Look, <laughs> they're talking about this right now. Yeah. So, right. if there's two of you. 
you you know you download yourself you're now living in this ai world you're in tron and it's great and you guys are on a beach and and living life and immortal and happiness and everything is beautiful but what about this one that's out here are the minds the same or do you have to make that decision if i go here this can't exist can two of you, can you have two conscious, you know, and what overrides the other? Listen, all of the things that you're talking about, I'm chopping at the bit, because as you're talking about this sort of synthetic proliferation of immortality, I'm thinking about the theorists who believe right now that we are immortal, that the very things that you're talking about, some of those features, already are happening. They are. We call it inter internal Wi-Fi, if you will the technology that is innate within us. And I'm not saying this is the case, but I find it very interesting that it seems like if all these things are being parsed, it looks like they're trying to replicate something that's actually organic to begin with. Mm -hmm. yes. Right? Does that make sense? Everything, yes. Because, and then I want to uh, mention the off switch. Okay. That's the other thing. All right. yeah. But um, everything that has ever been invented including AI and the thought of it. Everything that has ever been invented, okay? Talking about the bicycle, the Gutenberg press, uh, telephones, uh, the wheel, coffee cups, I don't care. You name it, everything that's ever, this chair, everything that's ever been invented on this planet is taken from nature. It's already existed. There are no original ideas. I Telephones were invented because we wanted to figure out another alternative to shouting. Right. <laughs> That's all it is. A bike, bicycle was invented because we were walking and we wanted to figure out how we could walk faster. Mm -hmm. But it's a natural thing. Mm -hmm. Everything, you know, heaters have been invented because our blood heats our bodies. And now we're trying to figure out another way to heat our body. It's all... Everything has already been invented. You, you know what I mean? It's, I absolutely okay. know what you mean. So yeah. when it comes to AI, AI's already, we're already, already here. So we're trying to figure out something that's already been invented. I mean, that exists in nature and take it to the next step. The danger, and once you absorb that concept about everything is just an extension of nature itself. Every, every the car, space flight, everything airplanes are birds you know everything is just an extension <laughs> of right absolutely okay absolutely right so yes. once once you get past that idea and and now we're trying to you know take the human brain a, a step further with ai ar all all the augmented and and stuff um artificial augmented anything is the off switch that everybody talks about Okay, well, we don't have to worry because we can shut it off. At that point where we would need an off switch, AI knows <clears throat> that we've invented the off switch and they've got a workaround. So you're going to flip that switch the day that the AI armies are coming over the horizon <laughs> and nothing, what? <laughs> it ain't working, right? Because they've outsmarted us. Yeah. And, and the... 
This is it. Uh, by the way, I've got to. Uh, we're going to wind it down. Yeah, we got to wind you know, it down. Go I've got to go introduce uh, people in, yeah. in a few minutes. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, I have right. to put a suit on. So is oh, this? Oh, but you won't wear a suit for me. Uh, you won't wear a suit for us. You okay, caught me I setting up the you. booth. <laughs> no, uh, I was. Uh, uh, it was funny. Alexis and I were talking on on the way in, and we just uh, we live in Los Angeles, and we got stuck in traffic in our own traffic. And uh, so there you go. Okay, yeah. so um, in some, uh, uh, no. What? Where was I? Where was I just off at? Off button. Um, off button. Uh, oh man, edit this. Um, off button. Where was I? The AI off button. Oh, oh, is this <clears throat> right now? As we speak, Google, Sandy as well, the Googleplex, um, uh, Amazon, uh, Lord's Livermore, and, and others that are developing the um, AI engines mm -hmm. now have AI answering their own questions yes. and making corrections to that. Yeah, really something. And, and immediately after that, the AI from that development started to correct its own code writing. Self-correcting, yeah. Now, let's, let's, let's ponder that for a second. Once AI, because AI doesn't need food, doesn't need to rest, doesn't need to sleep, mm -hmm. doesn't need to do anything. It's running 24 hours a day, mm -hmm. learning. And so this Richter scale exponential curve that we're on, which is it's gonna do this in, in nanoseconds. Mm -hmm. So once they get to the point where AI gets to the point where it has achieved us, which is close, some say it's this year. Ray Kurzweil said it could be as early as 2018. He's suggesting 2025, uh, 2025, 2025 to right. 2031. Right. Okay. So the second that it humans are here and the you know AI is here, the second that that happens mm -hmm. from this moment forward, that intersection, they are every second of the day that goes by that first 24 hours, they're going to be. 10 times human power. A week later, a million. Two weeks later, the, 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 they're gonna be so much smarter than us. Mm -hmm. And that's where, right here, like right here, we gotta pump the brakes. Yeah, if we're at we, that intersection. Yeah, There's because once, once yeah. the singularity happens, once that, that very second, mm -hmm. they will have the ability to tap into themselves different processors and computer banks and server farms all around the world mm -hmm. and learn really, really fast, really quick, and, you know, and, oh, mimic us with emotions, yeah. laughing and crying and figuring out our next step. Yeah. So that off switch, it ain't going to work. Yeah. This, this will be funny to them. <laughs> we got a lot... It's a scary it's thought, a isn't of, it? It's scary. It's exhilarating. It's we're involved. We're connected to it all. As let me know, ask you a question. Could, okay, now, this mean, is no, the guy that has to go get no, changed. I, go yeah, ahead. no. Let me ask you a you question. You can stay as long as you want. Let me ask you a question. The movie Tron. You haven't seen it. 
You know, I don't watch TV and I don't watch. Okay. <laughs> so this is what I've heard of it. This is what we'll do later in this video. Mm. You're going to watch the movie Tron mm. and you're going to put some graphics okay. up and you're going to do a response to it. Okay. But thank you. this is the question <laughs> Would you live in Tron? That's the question. Would you do it? And there are certain, let's say you're the first host to have the offer to go into interstellar space. Mm -hmm. We want you to be there with the cameras and mm -hmm. doc, you're gonna be the doc, you're gonna do this whole thing. But to do it, Alexis, you can't live for 10,000 years. So what we're gonna do. Can't. You can't live for 10,000 okay. years. So your body, but to get to the next star system out there, Alpha Centauri, it's four and a half light years away, right? You're gonna go there, but we have to download you mm -hmm. onto this chip. And you're gonna interview and hang out with the entire crew in this virtual world. When you get there, we'll, that will offload you back mm -hmm. into your cryogenic body. Mm -hmm. We're gonna thaw it out. Mm -hmm. Would you do it? Mm -mm. Not a chance. This something. This is a great way to segue. We're gonna take this out because we're gonna end up in interstellar space if we keep going on down this road. <laughs> I'm gonna continue this with my segment, Conscious Commentary. I'm going to take you up on your offer. I watch the movie, but I will answer you right now. Absolutely, unequivocally, no. On that note. What if you could take your better half? <laughs> Me and my better half is staying right here. I don't know. You can go if you Man, want. I think, you know, Rita and I have discussed this, and we would do it if the food was good <laughs> in virtual reality. And of course. If this oh, could come along. You know, let's, let's, I, I didn't know that they were uh, going to have this here. This is River Moon Coffee, one of our big sponsors. They're here. Uh, they make the fade to black blend. Yeah, I and, have a little plug here. And the, uh, this the, is great stuff. Yeah, this is the, the limited edition cold brew. Mm -hmm. And uh, cold brew, they started this last year. Now it's a big fad. It's a big thing. It's, you know, cold brew coffee. But this is the most amazing stuff. Yeah. And, and they came to me, uh, River Moon Coffee, a couple of years ago, and they said, we love Fade to Black. We hear you talking about coffee all the time. Well, we own our own, you know, kick-ass coffee company. Yeah. And we would love to work with you. And they're Is great it? people, by the way. Yeah, they're awesome. Absolutely. And, and I was like, synchronicity, you know, make your own reality. Right. I wanted my own coffee. There you go. And look. And I have a feeling if you want, when you make that trip, you can take it with you. So... Have at it. It's amazing. Jimmy Church. It's amazing stuff. Have at it. Listen, Alexis, one more. Alexis, thank you so much. Yeah, one more ahead. quick shout out. I got These are your neighbors at your booth, the Angelic Healing Crystals. Larry and Karen were nice enough to look at this. Yeah, they're amazing Will you, people. I'm not even going to lift it because this is an amethyst crystal. I want you all to go. We're going to put the website up on the on the screen for you to see. They Isn't have, that insane? It's insane. That. And this is one of the smaller pieces of, of crystals that they, that they you have. You know what? Hold on. Hold on. Look at the back, everybody. That's what, that's what that is. Isn't that gorgeous? That. Isn't that a G? That would be a geode, I believe. So, so we'll definitely have information just, so you can learn more about some of the stellar this weigh 100 pieces of work. Pounds. This is one of the lighter pieces that they have. Oh, that's I can't pick yeah. it up. 
you break it, you own it. So anyway. I see the price tag right here. It's staying right here on the table. Isn't that beautiful? We have a it's bunch gorgeous. of their stuff at the house. Yeah, you said and that. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're amazing, and we visit them every year, but yeah. this is uh, really cool. No handshakes here. Only right. hugs. Baby. Mm. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. You stay put for a second, and uh, we will talk to you real soon. Thanks for joining us. Take care.